what starts with the letter C? Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things that starts with C. Cannabis. He was the original death metal singer, right? That's what it was, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Aww. Well, I've been wanting to do some kind of fucking Sesame Street episode shit. But I want to give some factoids about some shit. I am going to bring about my guy, fucking Oscar the Grouch, though. That's my dude. He'll end up coming up. Oh, <laughs> people forgot, right? People my age. These were the real, true episodes made by real child doctors and television developers that really gave a fuck about kids. Ah, we forgot. You can tell, guys my age, people my age. We forgot. Well, I guess that'll be the topic of discussion amongst other things today. <laughs> so welcome back to Adam Air MDGED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Shit's stressful, dude. It would help us to go back to some roots. Were you a Sesame Street kid? I was. I fucking love those motherfuckers. <laughs> Aww. I guess we're gonna go on back. Let's go back. I, uh, I this is kind of a difficult episode because. Phoenix is with me. We did one episode. We got into an argument. And the whole thing about the original idea of what I wanted to do with the show was about communication. And ironically, <laughs> we became these people who couldn't communicate. <laughs> and, and I got pissed. And, I, you know, I'm 
PTSD ridden. I can't use it. At the end of the day, man, I got to go to bed with myself anyway. Guess what? Whether I got PTSD or not, I fucking kind of went over the top. And I just thought, this is where we're at. This is the raw shit, what we're feeling. And the whole thing, I'm going to give you just a recap. And then I'm going to let Phoenix talk. Cause it's... No, no. Let's... Well. Let's just skip the recap right now. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, well, no. the whole thing was about Sesame Street. And we were going deep. And we usually on this show, we wander off topic. And, you know, we I get stoned. And that's on me. You know, I get really baked before I do these. It's the only way I can deal with it, though. And a lot of times... It can be a raw feeling of emotion. It's what I'm trying to bring out on the show. We got to tell them, Phoenix, about some of the shit that just happened. That's kind of the point of doing this again. Because they need to hear it. it. The point was just to hit record and talk. um, I'm feeling pretty emotionally overwhelmed at the moment. Um, It is. And it's I like know. on something that's just on so how it's affecting us. We were we were talking about, you know, how we related to to characters and uh, situations um and how how they reflect things that are important for us to develop in feeling normal as children. You know, <sighs> you identified with Big Bird, Big Bird. so much. And you know, how he finally got that justice. With the snuffleupagus deal. Exactly. And everybody had to and, believe and him, that, you how know. Much that, yeah, and how much that's been important to you in your, like, mission in life. Because no, no one believed me, you know. It's proving your truth. No one be- believed me when they laced my fucking pills. When I was trying to tell them my dad was a fucking pedophile and all this other shit. And, you know, there is this this huge, you know, the lack of being able to uh, communicate with each other is fucking so, uh, I mean, you know, I fucking blew up on Phoenix, man. I fucking blew up. I was, like, so hurt. Because I don't know how to express myself the way that I, uh, I want to. And that was ironically what the fucking episode was about. And you had your, your feelings of being hurt are totally valid. It wasn't trying to take those away from you, but it was trying to explain, like, okay, we need to get back to the source and figure out why you thought you were hurt and why you think I would hurt you in that way and get to the point of communication of, like, where the lines crossed and just, like, blew the fuck up. And it was only because of that specific topic was about sex. And, you know, I tell y'all out there, I had... We, you know, I've come from like sexually abusive background, and it's hard on me, man. And I am trying to make these episodes so that I can communicate with people that have felt like this or are going through this shit. You know, I'm a hardcore guy, but I still am like just, you know, really sensitive cat inside. And, uh, of course. I'm trying You're to, a human being. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing a Sesame Street episode. That's kind of a fucking <laughs> giveaway. But, uh, you know, uh, that was the whole thing was, the argument that we ended up having and not to try to get into it. And that's not what this is. We ended up getting in an argument because 
I misunderstood what she was really coming from on a level of where, and we're going to talk about this on this shit, dude. And it needs to be talked about because I agreed with her and I just felt like we tried to cram too much shit in at the end and it turned into a fucking clusterfuck. And that's really what happened. And but in reality, let's just, now we're going to start now. We're both in tears. We're a revelation. And this is going to be the shit that fucking people are going to listen to, dude. You know, the first one was good, but it doesn't have the the value in it. You know, it doesn't have that. We had to hit the end of that last episode to fucking get into this fucking like explosive, you know, and there was anger, and you know, on my end. Phoenix was cool, man, the whole time, dude. Don't. She's totally fucking cool. You know, she knows, she knows I'm hurting. And she knows I'm like going through this crazy ass shit. I need her, you know? I need, uh, I need you guys. That's why I'm fucking doing this. I don't know how else to fucking talk to people half the time, man. You know, I'm just like, oh, I lose it so fast. I'm so fucking fragile. It's like, oh. Fragile, you just care. You care so much. But that's where my fragility is, is it? Is in that care because caring is a fragile, a fragile thing. We're, I know that about us. I've known it. I've known it the whole time since I was a kid. And I was watching Sesame Street, and, uh, and it affected me. Yeah. You know, and let's just get through the shit. You know, like I'm fucking Oscar the fucking Grouch. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the one I can identify with. He was my dude. You know, and I fucking love him so much. And I had this Oscar the Grouch puppet for for fucking years. You did. Oh, and then my grandparent, my papa, and my dad threw him away when I was twelve. Oh, and, and I was like, "What'd you do to my fucking thing?" And, and I'd had him since I was two. Oh no! And uh, oh. and it just like you know that. It was, it was when such I, a part of you. Right. It was kind of when this anger came in and, like, legitly. And, you know, there's one thing to listen to punk, and it's one thing to, like, you have to be punk. And there's people that listen to it, and there's people that make it, you know. And when yeah. you, that shit, that was a punk-making moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was like, here, we want you to be punk rock in the future and be hardcore and fucking just crazy as fuck. And, and we're going to do that by throwing your... your your Achilles tendon. Your Oscar the yeah. Grouch. And I, a trash can he was, from he was my best friend. He was my best friend. Did I was 12? I know it sounds crazy, all the shit. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not crazy. I knew we got to talk about this. My sisters were some of my best friends. My mom would tell me, she said every morning when I was a baby that she would hear me talking from my crib because I would be organizing my stuffed animals to have like a conference meeting with them. And I would line them all up and I would, I would speak to them like I was you know, conducting some meeting. And my, my stuffed animals, like I still won't let my mom get rid of a large portion of my stuffed animals. They're in the like basement of her house of her condo in you know a suburb of illinois and and i know my stuffed animals like there were stuffed animals too that just like that fucking meant everything to me you know like 
the the conversations of trust that we had with each other, you know, that I knew that there would always be there somebody that I could run to. <laughs> Even though there was no there was no life force in them. They were they were those people I needed in times of comfort. It's our self-soothing ways that we figure out for ourselves as children. And we find it in, you know, many sources, but stuffed animals is totally, I did it. <laughs> I mean, I, I know so many children do it. And oh my gosh, to take that away from a child. It kind of is really, you know, I had, he was already violent. My dad was already violent, but when they took the Oscar to graduate, <laughs> I can't even believe how vulnerable, I feel more vulnerable now than on that fucking hell is for children. You know, episode. That it's just so fucking. So disorienting for you. I know so many kids go that. through this shit too, and they end yeah. up like not being able to talk about this shit as adults. I'll just open up the fucking can of worms so you don't have to, motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> I'll just do it for you because I, I know I'm not alone. I'm not. No, you're not. You're not alone. Totally alone. I may not know them. <laughs> But I know I'm not alone. I love Oscars. I just want to go back. I want to go back to Sesame Street. I want to go back to the old one. I want to go back to the old one with Mr. Hooper. And I miss him so much. And they had that episode where, uh, you know, Mr. Hooper had died in real life, you know. And they, and they had to have the thing where they, they had to teach Big Bird about death. And that was one of the aspects of taboo that they lifted, and they did it. And you know, it was definitely the two, you know the two biggest taboos we live with is sex and death. Sex, yeah. sex is the complicated one. That's what started the shit to begin with, uh, with between yeah. us, you know. But now let's talk about death. But the death one, right? You know, Mister Hooper died, and it shows the cast there. You know, Bob and Linda and Gordon, and Mikey yeah. and. Yeah, they're all Susan, and uh, you know they're all talking. You're trying to make the best of it, like in a, as real adults would. They're mature about the situation, you know. And uh, Big Bird shows up, and he drew a picture for everybody, and so he gives the pictures to you know everybody. And they're like, "That's really good, Big Bird. Thanks." And he has the one for Mister Hooper, and he's like, "You know, I want to give this one to Mister Hooper." And they're like, "Well, you know, you can't." <laughs> and uh, and and. You know, they don't even say it like that. Really sensitive, you know. They're just like, yeah. well, you can't give it to him, Big Bird. And, yeah. and and they're like, well, he's like, well, why? Like a kid would. Like I said, he's seven years old. That's his mentality, according to Sesame yeah. Street Unpaved. As, you know, he's seven. Yeah. And he doesn't understand why he's not going to give him this picture. Yeah. And he's like, well, who's going to make me my birdseed milkshakes? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's like, well, you know. We're running the shop now, so we'll we'll take care of you. Whatever you need, you know. And he's like, "Well, I don't like it. It's not fair." And he's like, "Yeah, but you know." And he's like, "Well, I don't understand. Why does it have to be that way?" And at the beginning of the episode, Big Bird's walking down the street with his head between his legs. It's a weird move, you know. It looks weird. Mm. <laughs> and he's walking bent down, and 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 Mike's all like, "Hey, dude, why are you walking like that?" And he goes, "Because." And he's like, oh, yeah? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, just because. And he goes, yeah. 
And he goes, okay, well, go ahead. He goes, all right, bye. And he walk, keeps walking backwards, bent over. And, uh, you know, here it is, them just explaining the death of Mr. Hooper. And, you know, finally Gordon's like, and he's like, why, though? And, and you know, he gets up and he says, well, because. And he goes, because? And he goes, just because. That's why we die, just because. And that's what, wow. you know, and, and, and that was it. And they didn't, you know, it is touching. I've cried many a times re-watching that motherfucker just over and over, you can imagine. But yeah. uh, that one where they had to, they had to explain death. And that was the one taboo that the, that the street lifted. And they, they did it gracefully. You know, that's so interesting because I don't remember that episode if I ever saw it as it was, a child or not. I may have. I mean, like it was said, the same time period as the revealing of Snuffleupagus. It was the same time period. Okay. It was like '85 um, or. Yeah, I um, but it kind of touches back to that topic we we were talking about before with just like basically radical acceptance just accepting people for the way they were and it, it, yeah and it, like, let's and, touch on it now since the and we've cooled Big off Bird walking down the street you know with his, right. between his legs all weird and they're like why are you walking like that and he just says because and they're like okay and because it, they like there's right. an evaluation of that moment where it's like well it's not not hurting anybody else and you're just being different but okay they, and they sure. were able to address it and they were able to use the analogy but you know yeah. that's the whole thing with the sex end too and let's just talk about it because it's uncomfortable nobody wants to put this shit in those shows especially back then and now yeah. i felt like the argument was because i feel like you know disney owns these characters now and they're running the shit off of hbo or whatever and it just has more adult themery that I felt like they went from zero to 90 almost about with the topics that instead of gradually coming in and, and gradually having a, you know, a character that shows up with his boyfriend or, you know, uh, like a guy who shows up with his boyfriend and stuff like that. I don't know if that's how they ended up doing it, you know, but I, I can't speak they, on it because I haven't continued watching it. The problem was, how it's evolved now. I thought the problem was, is that, why couldn't we have done this way back when, when the same problems were existing? And I think because of the lack of involvement specifically, you're not my age. You're like younger. Like I said on the last episode, I pointed it up, but I was like, people my age who grew up on Sesame Street, you know, uh, there was none of these problems. You were counting from 1 to 10, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and there was no this domestic shit. And I think, you know, now we after evolving past that decades, that was decades ago when these original episodes were made. And, you know, the whole joke with Bert and Ernie being gay or, you know, um, and even though they're in separate beds, and it shows that they are, but, you know, it was like, well, they, they're gay or whatever. And that those kinds of ideas weren't even around at that point in time. They were just best friends, you know, and there was this simple kind of innocence without the the sex and death. And I eventually, you know, you're going to talk about death first. It just seems to be the order. 
but you know sex needed to not be so taboo through the years i think and as the way that society's presented it with kids and i you know these problems now another one of the problems that i had with the whole thing was that you know uh was was that fucking that there's this agendas movement where pedophilism is being ushered in under the civil rights of gays and lesbians and trans and all that stuff like that. And I think they're trying to get their movement in with these ones that do need to be there. It's obvious mm-hmm. that the civil rights need to be applicated and everybody yeah. should have this human right to be who they want to be. I just don't yes. feel that way about the pedophile. It's just of the course. it's just the one I'm having the problem with, and and where Sesame yeah. Street has evolved, and the, at the rate that they've gone in, and just the way that it, it appears to be kind of more is the it lack feels of like it's welcoming that. Yes, I feel like it's well, and then I didn't have the the maturity to say it <laughs> an hour ago, but yes, that yes, that thank you. I feel like it it kind of welcomes it in. And that when kids are introduced to identifying sexually on one end, like, I think, you know, it's a, such a delicate situation with sex because... It is. It is a very delicate You know, you're delicate. going to be the sexual being, chances are. Not everybody's going to be Morrissey all asexual. <laughs> you know, that's a rare yeah. deal, you know? But that yeah. you yeah. have this... Most kids are going to be sexually ex- ex- explorative, if that's the fucking word. And, you know, they're going to, what they say, the classic playing doctor. That's, you know, this is human yeah, human condition, yeah. man. Playing doctor, oh my gosh. You know, but then it's just, yeah. what are we? You know, that. what do we look like? What, yeah. you know, girls know they're different from boys when we're kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obvious that we're two different deals. And there's this whole, uh, you know, line of questioning going with it. And it's just such a delicate situation. And I felt like on one end, you know, Sesame Street, hypothetically, if you were thinking about it, would it have been able to be this thing in 1970? And I felt like we could have picked up, myself, I feel like we could pick it up, we could have picked it up anywhere in history, any old time we wanted to, and changed it when we wanted to do it, because we'll fight for fucking what we want. That's the thing about us. We'll fight for it. If it's fucking yeah. something that is just hands down fucking, you have to, you know, and we feel that way about it, you're not going to get a motherfucker to change their mind as an adult. As a kid, they're a- they're applicable to fucking predators and people with not the same intentions of, pe- of these doctors necessarily who want to share talk about sex on this mature, non-taboo level, straight up with kids, it does need to fucking happen. You know? It does. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about, you know, transforming and da-da-da-da and all that stuff like that, it should be talked about and they shouldn't be left out. That was one of the things you were talking about was growing up and feeling like a boy a lot when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not having anything like on Sesame Street to identify that with, but they could have done it. And now yeah. I felt like they're, yeah. do, they're doing it now, but it's yeah. just misappropriated. It feels misappropriated. I don't know why I don't trust yeah. fucking Disney Nazi ass dicks. Sure. You know, totally. 
And there's a lot of shit there that I'm just like, dude, these guys are not in children's best interest. And I felt I, like that's I, where I lost it, man. And I'm sorry. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. <sighs> I am sorry. Thank you, Adam. I love you. I love you too, man. I'm a You can just tell how bad it is. It's such a hurting motherfucking subject. God damn. It is. Like, it's a really, It's a really, really... <sighs> Such sensitive subject. Oh, it's it will <laughs> destroy it's motherfuckers, like that you know. Game, you know, trying to get that little bone in there, those little tweezers, and just any little, any the slightest touch, meh. Decimator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And um. Thank you for uh, calmly revisiting it with me. Oh, uh, um, it needed to happen. Well, you know, yeah. I, I was like, by the time I had realized, well, I've been going off on her for about 21 minutes, so I could probably shut the fuck up now. And I can just, you know, go ahead and fix this right now. And I and I felt it. And the creator was like, dude, you better do it now or you're going to blow it again. And he gives you the option. So I was like, well, here we are. And so far, I really like this a lot better than whatever we have yeah. done previously. Me too. Oh, it's so Me much too. real and so much more real and the tears uh here come the here come the water wakes. <laughs> You're gonna fucking cry. I mean it's just it you have to get it out. That was one of the yeah. things I loved about Sesame Street, the ability to be like, you can be who you wanna be. You can go wherever you wanna go. And they had that in those original episodes. I loved yes. it so much. And Oscar was my best friend in the whole world. In the whole world, you know. Just I could just totally fucking relate to him, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. And you know. It's um it's hard to it's hard to talk about these topics that are really that we're so so highly sensitive to and um have any other um even the slightest different perspective put on them from our own when it's something we we feel so strongly so passionately about and and, and it's hard not to feel attacked by them and you know the last episode that we were trying to record was talking about communication and i feel like you and i really came to a new level of communication <laughs> that, through this it had to happen you know it did <laughs> we had to have this fight and then to uh -huh. break down and understand where we were both operating from and realizing completely you know like i mean i don't feel like we we weren't like throwing hands or anything no like, well no and as you said i wasn't i wasn't trying to, I wasn't a, I wasn't screaming at you or raising my voice at you I, I tried to stay as calm as I could and I did wind up crying a lot right um, well I'm, I'm but, brutal <laughs> I'm a brutal fucker you and, know um, and you know we I I just listened and I let you express all of your anger and all of your feelings towards me and I just tried to to take that in and and listen and be there with your feelings and um and apologize for for playing any sort of role in making you feel that way um because I would never want that for you and then I think when we got to that point in the conversation where I shared with you well, um, 
where I was able to open up and I started crying and sharing what I felt and what I was trying to share with you is when you were able to hear me and hear where I was coming from and understand that I wasn't attacking you. Um, and that's when the communication just like broke open and was this really beautiful moment. And um, I'm really thankful for you and for this experience today. Me too. You know where I learned how to, how to do that? On, on Sesame Street. <laughs> it's true. I learned I learned that that we're we're a community, you know, in the end yeah. and we're going to have problems, you know. Maybe these muppets didn't have problems like that and it was all but they sure did like make it so that it wasn't necessarily Disney sanitized. I mean, the shit was dirty. At least they had the filth in there. And they made it look like New York, and Mr. Hooper's really was a bodega that you went to to go get a birdseed milkshake. And fucking, you know, <laughs> there was this, like, you know, a can, a magical trash can next to this fucking building that looks like an old squat. And there's Bert and Ernie's room up there. And then fucking right in this trash can is, like, this magical fucking dude, Oscar de Grouch. And he was just the best part of the whole thing to me you know because i was angry i was an angry yeah. i was one of those angry bird kids you know and like was just like and could yeah. could not relate to already you know kids were already acting in that kind of facebook way and this is like 30 years before facebook even came out you know and so yeah. you could kind of tell what developed it <laughs> was that kind of you know people's idea of what you know, being in society and, and bonding is like, and not everybody felt that way. And people had, it was, you know, maybe they didn't even come from a troubled background, but whatever the reason was, they were angry. And, uh, and you know, that was the end resolve. And Oscar de Grouch, you know, he was this guy who's always in my heart, man. I will always love that dude, you yeah. know, and he's, he was just like, get away from me. You know, like, I don't want to be around you. I can hurl a couple insults and you're my buddy and you're going to take it because I'm that friend. Yeah. You know, and if you don't want to be friends with Oscar, he's okay with that. <laughs> you know, like, well, you just can, you, you can get beat yeah. it on down the street, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he let you, he gave you that freedom. I wanted to tell that little story if that was cool again, like I did on the first episode about the development of Oscar de Grouch. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Oh, uh, I, um, where are we at on time? <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're like halfway through. Okay, cool. And I, just, the story just, just yeah, I don't want to stray too, too much, you know. I'm good at doing that. But this is relevant, you know, because it's about communication still. You know, and that yes. that was the part was Carol Spinney and uh, Jim Henson were still pitching the idea for one, two, three Avenue B, the name of this episode, and uh, <clears throat> basically we're sitting in a restaurant in New York with some shysty scammer guy. He didn't have the best interest of what Jim and Carol were looking for at that time as being, you know, pretty much partners on development in the puppeteer uh, engineering. 
And, you know, Jim left pretty much pissed off from the dinner and was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he said that. <laughs> anyway, Carol was like, you know, all right, I'll see you in Miami. And he gets in the cab and the cab driver looks back and goes, where to, Mac? And it was Oscar the Grouch's <laughs> voice. And he, you know, he was like, oh, that voice. And, you know, he's like me, man. He knows a good voice, you know. And uh, and he's in the cab and he's heading to Miami. And, you know, they're doing the... Um, whatever you call it the uh it, they're watching kids and how they're you know reacting to plot points and puppet images and all this other shit you know and it's kind of boring in a way and they're talking to investors and all this shit and all these kids are just sitting there bored and it was in this auditorium or whatever and carol's sitting there and there's like this aluminum trash can and he can't, he comes, he remembers the cab driver's voice. He opens up the can and he goes, Hey Oscar, are you in there? And he goes, no, I'm not scram. But he sticks his head in the can when he said, and all the kids, you know, were just magnetized to this dude doing that. And they run, they all ran to the can. And that was what I was saying was like, Jim had to have been talking to his, the guys who wanted to invest. And they were yeah. probably asking him about Carol right about that time. And How, how's your relationship with Carol? You know, and da, 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 da. he's like, see for yourself. And he, and, and you can imagine them just looking over and watching this magical fucking moment where Oscar the Grouch is born. Wow. And it's the first yeah. anything of Oscar the Grouch, you know, because he was already a sketch, you know, he was already this thing that Jim Henson as a cartoonist, who's a cartoonist, you should fucking know. <laughs> and fucking, he had drawn this, uh, this cartoon of Oscar, but, you know, him being in a can or anything like that wasn't around, you know, and that, yeah. they just combined the whole thing and ta-da. And like I said, the very first episode, he's Atomic Yellow. That's right. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. And then the next episode, he was a different color. Orange. Right? Orange. That's right. And he was orange the whole season. Until there's the second season, I think there's it's episode two, he goes to a swamp, he comes back green, and he stays green. And that's pretty much why he's green, is because he went to a swamp, he never washed off, and he's just been living with the swamp on him. <laughs> living with some swamp ass well, there. You see those memes like, his Oscar looks like a fucking, a fucking a, a bug a bud of fucking really good, you know, a nugget of good bud, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like he looks like something you can smoke. Right. But you know, uh, and there's memes of him everywhere. He's more popular than ever. Uh, he just seems to keep, uh, being one of these people that people can relate to, you know, and, and he's really a person. He's not just, just a puppet because he goes on talk radio shows when Carol was around and he would go as Oscar and they would film this shit. And, you know, he'd be like, well, what do you think about this? And then he's talking about recycling. He's like, I don't know why people don't recycle. It's stupid. <laughs> you know, and he gives them the fucking whole line about that. And he's really earth conscious when you listen to him. And he's just like, yeah, I just don't, yeah. I don't really give a fuck about what you think though. You know? And, yeah. and, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. And, I got my, I got, I live in a dimensionally transcendental trash can. And if you never saw, uh, Elmo's adventures in, uh, Grouchland, and I only had to watch it by default cause I hate Elmo. Sorry. 
but I fucking and I hate that guy. My feelings, my feelings aren't hurt by your. <laughs> <laughs> but he does go to yeah you know, the dimension I don't that. Get that's good thank god oh i was concerned oh oh my god i was oh fuck (laughs) he does go to grouch land and and he goes in the oscars can and i remember back in the day and they had the uh it was this one he was on this one comedy show and the guy get he's looking in Oscar's can and it goes down forever. He's like, Whoa. And it acts like it just goes it's way deeper and larger inside than it is this can. And then the other thing was too, there was a nineteen seventy six Christmas special where Herve Vilches plays Oscar the Grouch. And he actually walks that's the only time you see Oscar walking out of his can. He's got his feet through his can and the can's walking. <laughs> and it's it's the it's you know it's Herbie. he's like you know the midget from Fantasy Island from the original series the plane the plane that's Oscar the Grouch and wow. on the Christmas thing you know so it shows him walking and then it shows the reaction again it's one of the two times they have the reaction the one time is when they see Oscar the Grouch walking yeah. and everybody's like what in the fuck is that <laughs> and then uh and you know they've never seen it happen really and then uh. And then when they meet Snuffleupagus, and you know that story about Snuffleupagus was about communication too, because uh, that was the one Jim Henson was concerned about. According to Sesame Street Unpaved, the there was a case where kids were getting abused because they were telling their parents that there was a Snuffleupagus. That's right. And 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 then um, you know Jim Henson was like, "Well, we've been calling Big Bird." who's really just this innocent seven-year-old kid, we've been calling him a liar for the last 15 fucking years. And they needed to fix that because it yeah. it wasn't cool. You know, it was it was funny for a minute. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was too, yeah, they, they needed to be validated in their experience and to not be ignored, mm-hmm. you know? So kids would feel safe to tell somebody that like this happened this is real and that they would be believed it was important it was important for them to it's est- absolutely important to establish that yes um and i feel like you know that was the whole reasoning behind this was that particular episode because you know like you said it's it's big bird he's the seven-year-old kid but he go he learns about death yeah. and then he learns that fucking People are are wrong, and adults can be wrong, and yes. they, and they can be wrong around you, and yes. and and you know for the adults to call him a liar and and to make fun of him and da 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 da, they really come to that level of understanding. Hey, that you know it was it was abusive, man, and, and a lot you know, and it and it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And 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 Bob goes up to him and he goes, you know what, Big Bird? He goes, whenever you tell me something from now on. I'm going to believe you. Oh my gosh. You know how heavy that is. I mean, you feel it? Yeah. And then, um, and it was something way heavier than just the episode, you know. That's such an important thing. Oh. That was so key in television history, too, you know. 
and even though it was on PV, it's still television. It's it's television fucking history, and uh, you know him and them doing that, and them having the uh, audacity as adults to put their ego down and be like, you know what? As soon as they heard about those kids getting abused from that, they realized we did that. Yeah. You know, we 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 caused that to happen. We have to fix this thing. And that's that is it, you know, and, and it's mandatory. We need to do that in real life. Kids need to know that they're safe with us. Yeah. And and I think you know you were right. You know, we shouldn't make these fucking subjects taboo. They are a part of us. Sex and death are a part of us since the time we're... It is a part of life. Since the time we're born. All and I hate to say, you know, it is a hard thing to fucking say. You know, it is. And there's a lot of reasons there. Obviously, people misappropriate it. Yes, and, they're, and they act so predatorial. And, and, and it's just yes. like they don't give a fuck about what these kids are going through. And you no, can tell, and you know, and the There's prison, so many people that don't. look so at the prison system is just fucking filled with people who were just who these kids just who, children. you know, and th- that's not how you're going to reformate somebody. You're, you're, yeah. you know, they don't do it on Sesame Street. You know, that's not how it works. You know what they do? They, they talk. They learn how to talk to each other. Yes. And they're all different people. And some people are just rough cuts. And they're violent yes. motherfuckers, and and they, you know, you're gonna see this motherfucker. He's like, damn, you're gonna rape my ass in prison or some shit, you know? And that dude, you know. But still, yeah. it's like, you know what though? He's still just like you, you and me in the end, and yep. and the abilities to and options to have to communicate to people should be there. And I feel like you know that's what I liked about social media was that it it could have done that, but what it gets fixed on and this mode that it's in, it needs to evolve because it's, it's not the platform's fault. And I think I was blaming the platform more on the first run here. And if I look at it more, it really is just a fucking tool. It's really just what the people are projecting into it. Exactly. And it, you know, that the content that you see and that shows up in your feed has a lot to do with your own searches and interactions. You know, like my, uh, my Facebook, there's a lot of people I deleted personally just because they're the things that they would say and do were just too hateful and toxic for me to be seen and dealing with every day and who even are these people i met once three years ago at a show you know like we collect these people and it's like sure i i would love you know if we want to stay connected some other way and and i love making connections with people and i i'm not looking to just shout into an echo chamber i appreciate having people with different viewpoints around me and to call me out on my shit and i call them out on their shit it's important to have that that you just don't have you know everybody the same as you but i also think it's you know important to you know you, you got to protect yourself and mentally and emotionally too you don't want to just like have toxic shit thrown spewed at you all day mm-hmm. and um and i'm i'm really grateful for the good things that are available and i found some really awesome resources on you know instagram and stuff and yeah there's there is some wonderful content out there and there I'm is grateful for it and i and i try to promote that and um, make space for that and share that because the more that we just radiate 
you know, uh, positivity, compassion, love and kindness, and and make an effort to fucking communicate with each other. <laughs> the better we can all be. I mean, you're not wrong, dude. Well, we're like long overdue for this fucking shit. I mean, you know, this is why all these things in world leaders and their like lack of understanding humanity, you know, they just didn't watch any Sesame Street. And I, you know, it, it, they really needed to. They all needed to. They all really needed to take a lead. And then everything else kind of follows from those early seed examples of, of, of innocence and like growth in those very, very beginning stages. And, and like, you know, what, like we saying, you know, on the, uh, on the issue of sex, you know, which is uncomfortable in this sense that we just haven't broke the fucking barrier on stop making it taboo. It's true. It just, it still is. Yeah. You know, you're still going to get this, like, uh, production. I guarantee you, man, you know, it, it really would hypothetically change the entire deal. Um, and it's not that you need to be all forcing this shit on them. They just need no. to be able to feel safe about talking about it. And that it is an actual option that they can talk about without feeling bad about themselves. And I know that's yeah. where we were really trying to establish yeah. that in the origin and it just it didn't happen but you know what we stuck with it didn't we yeah we did and look at this this thing's beautiful dude this thing sounds great this is exactly what i wanted this something that's going to help somebody you know it just took us a little longer to get there yeah but we're heroes on that end for doing it <laughs> we're and it's okay that we're the only ones that acknowledge that hero aspect of it these guys don't have to look at it like that you know they just need to hear that we're people that fucking, and it doesn't matter if you, you know, on one end, if I'm sorry if you're like in my position and it's been this direct abuse current and shit, but you know what? People that have been abused, don't be hard on people that haven't, you know, because uh, they don't understand. They they can't even fathom that shit. You know, if a, if a parent's doing the right job, that should sound like some nightmare shit to somebody who actually has, when it, when it kind of took, comes time to hear about it but you know once you start breaking the lid off of uh once you start breaking the lid off the sex issue all these other things kind of come in too and you gotta be concerned about agendist movements and the want to push issues like legalizing pedophilism under the radar of what is obviously right with the civil rights with gays and lesbians and transgens and the whole nine yards and the 62 personalities that stand next to each other on this new platform of identifiability you know and that's fine and we need identity dude we need it you know yeah Yeah, but um you know it's not cool that these guys are doing and they are in fact doing that because i do my study on it and i see it and there's a lot of shit I'm going to cover in future episodes, too, of mm-hmm. people pushing their agenda shit, trying to get legalized pedophilism. GOPs in New York for years trying to fucking knock the age down of, of, of legalized sex to 12. 
Did you know that? New York, no, New York. I, don't, I wonder. I, don't I wonder why. You know, on some biblical scale, it looks like they're being fucking scourized. And you know, it just, it, it yeah. does look that it does appear that way. You know, and yeah. it's just like you know, with all the kind of bullshit and nasty old sexual yeah. degradation coming out of the old Sesame Street area too, ironically, and just like you know, these guys, the Muppets, all moved away a long time ago. You know, they, they all left because New York decided, oh, well, we're going to do things a fucking different way. And there was a certain place that you went was the red light district to get a hooker or to go watch an adult movie. And these things weren't bad things. These were services rendered, blah, blah, blah. And I believe that. And I'm OK with it. I wasn't down with pimps abusing, you know. Uh, no, but sex but work is real work. It is real work. And I, and I think that it's shitty that our society has always looked down on. Mm -hmm. so I'm glad you agree yeah. with me on that. When I was we, like, whew. That, that, it could get, this one could go either way. No, but, you know. It could go either way. Right. You, I, I'm glad I you do see that. With you yeah. No, it's, I, I mean, and they, they glorify it in movies, too. Like, Pretty Woman. You know, and things like that. Like mm -hmm. that was one. Of, that was a pretty formative film. I'm. I know I'm going off onto this subject. No, no, it's okay. You know, We've it, been doing really well sticking to. It's probably the best I've ever done on an episode. Just sticking <laughs> to it, you know. So I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. Um, this is a hard but, one. It's another hard one. I know that there's just, there's going to be a bunch of these episodes, guys, out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them. I really am. There's shit that's going to come up, man. It's not going to be comfortable. You know, it's yeah. just, it's not always supposed to be Guns N' Roses, dude. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, we are, we got some serious shit to fucking look at. And I like being fucked up. I like talking about horror movies and comics and mm -hmm. all my fun stuff, Twin Peaks, God. You know, um, but not everything's that, you know. And Sesame Street... They're on one end, on a visual aesthetic, it is this thing that you, uh, that, it, without the lessons, it's fucking amazing looking. Yes. You know, um, but with, totally. the, but it is because it adds those, those, those kinds of like sensitive lessons and those kinds of like mm -hmm. things that you're going to, you know, need to formulate to become an adult. Yeah. And, and and you can just tell people need that. They they forgot. They forgot what these Muppets were trying to tell you. And they forgot, you know, how to count to ten. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot the alphabet. They forgot these common sense things where if you look at the nationalities on Sesame Street too, they purposely you you know, it's someone from all yeah. over the world. They're all friends. Look at that. And all the kids, that, they're all all from all over the fucking world. Yeah. And it's they, important to represent that. Oh, it just swells my eyes up so much that we forgot yeah. this shit over time. We forgot, dude. You know, we forgot this shit. Well, this is, this is a topic we've talked about before <sighs> on any podcast platform, but we've discussed is that we have focused too much on advancing technologically, but not enough spiritually as people. And it's not to any denomination in particular, but just to grow spiritually as people is where we would have, if we had put the focus on that, Instead of focusing on developing, you know, the smallest smartphone or the, the slimmest laptop, 
and and work on communication and um, being a community with uh, with ourselves and others, like we would be so evolved as a species in such a positive direction. But we we've lost sight of that, and I feel that there are a lot of people using this time in quarantine to self-reflect on that. I've had many conversations. I had one with a friend last night that was like, I feel that this, you know, he said that this has actually been, you know, a blessing for me having this, this quarantine time. It's helping me grow as a person because I can't go anywhere and I can only spend time with myself and look at myself right now. And that is a very dark, scary truth that many of us don't want to face or sit with. Once we can do that, we can deal with anybody. Yeah. We're way behind, you know. It's (laughs) just, come on, it's been out there forever, you know. There's no, we should have never been judging nobody. On this whole exactly. planet, you know, and I'm I am looking forward to uh, a certain number of global. They want to talk about a, a new world order, and on some level, uh, there there are things on the planet that do need protected, you know, but not the way that they're going at it. Oh, you got to talk this way. You can't do this. We're gonna make you feel this way, but you know, you can talk about it later on during this moment. It's like quit telling me when to, you know when to do it or how to feel it or any of this shit, you know. I thought that was the best thing about the old street, man. You know, was mm-hmm. it fucking let you be who you wanted to be. That's Just what I was like saying. Winnie the Pooh was Eeyore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's a good point. And he's like Oscar the Grouch. He's got that darker side of of emotional values that are inherent all these things are a palette of emotions that are within us but yeah some of them pronounce us more you know and some of them define us more yeah know, this is our eeyore and some of us just have days like eeyore or moments like eeyore not feeling some well. of us exist as oscar the grouch <laughs> <laughs> and some of us just have moments of oscar the grouch <laughs> you know i i went back to go buy that Oscar puppet when I was older and I found him, you know. And oh, it, tell me about it. What do you look like? It was a puppet? Yeah, it was like put out uh, uh, Play School was the name of the company at that time, I thought, that who, who put yeah, it out. I remember Play School. They had these limited editions. still around. They had these limited edition Sesame Street puppets and they even had Sherlock Hemlock, and they had like these rare guys, like the guy who used to push the letters on Ernie, and he would go up there and he'd be like, psst. "Hey, psst, psst. and Ernie would be like, "What?" He's like, he'd lift up in his jacket and he goes, "You want to buy a, you want to buy a letter?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, what's that?" And he goes, "I got, I got an H right here." <laughs> you know and that was these were the guys who were more identifiable to new york at that time too and i sure. i felt like that was the other thing they were really trying to put these more realistic guys but they so they made a series of the puppets they came out in like i thought it was like 10 inch boxes or something like that and oscar came in his and he was so but it was a little plush it was a little plush. he was a hand puppet he only was to the bottom and then 
he's got his arms and it goes to the bottom, like his torso, and then it's just a wide open thing where you just can stick your hand in there and, and operate him as a puppet. Awesome. You know, and, and that was oh. the whole thing was you got to be Oscar. And I felt, you know, all these dark times I went through and yes. and I was there with Oscar and it's hard to, you know, think about when I was being a little kid and this dark stuff, you know, and being seven and eight and Oscar was already with me for like a while already, you know, and eventually, you know, you're getting a little older and things are getting tougher. The parents are getting harder on you and, you know, specifically for me coming from a violent background and yeah. being, you know, speaking as Oscar to myself. Yeah. And being like, hey, I'm here for you, buddy. Mm. And I'd say stuff like that through him. But of course. It, was, yeah. You're talking to yourself, though. You know, you, you can't tell yourself that as a kid, though. It takes away the the ground you need to evolve on. And I thought that was why Muppets were so essential, because they allowed you to feel these things that fucking, you know, kids needed to hear it. They needed these positive end things. And I just don't. I felt like just observing what I know about it and I haven't, I've watched some of the new Sesame street and I'm like, what is this? I have no idea what I'm watching. It's just so bizarre and weird and avant-garde. And then, you know, eventually adult greasy and then exposing kind of, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a detective. I got the brain of a goddamn detective and it just, it doesn't take, (laughs) It doesn't take too much to figure it out. Hey, you know, these guys have an agenda and it's greasy and I don't like the whole thing of trying to legalize sex with kids at a certain age of 12 or or that yeah. there would be like, you know, oh, it's okay as long as the kid is in compliance with the adult, it's legal. Well, that's, that's, that's yeah, the greasiest no. thing you've ever heard. No. I mean, you know, and you're going to hear this kind of, Bullshit. It's consenting adults, and it goes from there. You know, <laughs> like, the, you're not going to see, you know, the day you watch Sesame Street and fucking, you know, it's just yeah. pet fest. You yeah. know, we fucked it. We fucked up and failed. Oh, oh, yeah, you know? I, I, I'm agreeing with you right now, but I've just realized I haven't watched the new Sesame Street, so I'm... Uh, I'm not speaking on Sesame Street, but I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, that's the alarm for the 55 minute mark again, and I thought, hey, we yeah. we redeemed ourselves, right? This is totally. pure gold. Totally. You know, I feel like there ain't nothing but 100% nutritional value in here, and yeah. I hope it does feed you all like this kind of you know thing that. Well, for one, you're not alone if you are going for it. God, God forbid. But, you know, obviously, you know, let's just face reality. You're out there. And if this is you listening to this, then this is for you directly. Be your own Oscar the Grouch puppet and tell yourself (sighs) for you and then I love you. I don't have that puppet anymore, but you know what? But you have the puppet within you. Yep. And I remember him telling me that. And you need, and it's just as important now as an adult as it was as a child to tell yourself that because we lose that too. You know, Phoenix. We, we need to tell ourselves that. I love you, dude. I love you too. Adam. You're the Thank shit. Thank you. <laughs> and this is a hard episode to get through, right? I got, I smell yeah. bad. 
I got to go shower. I, I, I sweated <laughs> all the way through this thing. I was like, oh, my God. But you know what, though? It was worth it. We and did it. We did it. We nailed it. And it was actually pretty right on the money. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Phoenix. And thank you guys for joining me on uh, another episode of Adam Air MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. And a look that you're not really going to necessarily hear about Sesame Street. (laughs) And that's what I was looking for. I needed that. It was way more sensitive than I could have imagined it to be. So I'm glad it came out this way. What can I tell you? Now I'm going to go do some punk rock ep- episodes. No. Because <laughs> that's how I work it. No, I'm, you know, uh-huh. I want to. Got a good balance in there. Got to keep a balance. Got to get some salty and sour in there, too. You said it, man. And that's, a, that's, the, ba- that's the balance you know, right there. Yeah. You know, that's my scales. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Phoenix, you be safe. I'm going to call you here in a bit and send you a copy of this. And uh, to everybody else, God bless. And. Um, communicate and and put your ego down for a minute and talk to someone you know and you'll never know you'll start making community out of you you know yeah. all right guys i'm out bye phoenix i'll talk to you in a bit bye adam love you love you too thanks phoenix for joining us that's a, uh, one of the best episodes i think i'll ever do in my whole life We'll be right here again tomorrow. Try to find us again, huh? Okay? Thanks for joining me on another episode of Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. <laughs> Beautiful episode, man. Beautiful shit. <laughs> oh, and by the way. Just wanted to let you know. One more thing. (laughs) Sesame Street has been brought to you today by the letter D and the number 2. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) Sesame Street is a production of the Children's Television Workshop. God bless you all. Be good.